The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had ceased speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish. And as their nets were breaking, they beckoned to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they began, and they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. Henceforth you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. There's a very beautiful flow here in Luke's Gospel according to all of the movements that have been happening. And so we've seen that he's gone from the synagogue in Capernaum. We kind of got to spend that Sabbath day with the Lord, uh, what some of the commentators point out is that in Luke's Gospel, he kind of gives us a glimpse of a Sabbath in what we've just read, where the Lord was in the synagogue preaching, then what happens in the evening, then the healings. Um, what one of the commentators seemed to be pointing out was that what Luke was trying to do is to show us this was a common Sabbath activity or a common day in the life of Christ, if you will, um, that we've just read. And now what happens is after he's gone into Simon Peter's house and he's healed everyone that has come to him, we can see that the people are now responding to the presence of Jesus Christ. There are just multitudes now that are being drawn to him. They want to be close to him and they want to listen to his word. So it says here they are pressing upon Jesus to hear the word of the God. And this pressing upon is the same word used for the uh, pressing upon things like olives and grapes in order to press out of them the goodness that is in them. And so it's this kind of imagery now that uh, Luke is using uh, of Christ in the one who will truly be pressed upon in his passion and then his blood poured out for us. And so it is a, a kind of prefiguration of the way in which his goodness will be poured out for us and which we will receive. And so he is being pressed upon by the people in the same way that at his passion he will be pressed upon uh, by the people, by all of us because of our sinfulness. But they press upon him here uh, is different to the passion. Here they press upon him with love. They are drawn to his presence. They cannot get close enough to the Lord. And so there is this kind of pressing upon him. So what he does is because he's standing by the lake of Gennesaret or the Sea of Galilee as it's also called or the Sea of Tiberias, depending on where you're kind of standing or in which town you're in, 
He sees two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. So Simon Peter and uh, Andrew and James and John, they've been out all night fishing. Now they're washing their nets. And what he does is he chooses one of the boats. And so what we have here, as we've said before, a lot of the church fathers, they say that just as the house of Peter that Jesus entered represents the church of Christ as well, so also does the boat of Peter. And so we can see that in the house of Peter, the Lord preaches and he heals, but also in the boat of Peter, he also preaches to the people, prefiguring how he will continue his evangelization of the world through the church, through, his, through the mediation which comes through the church. So through the boat of Peter, he will continue this preaching uh, mission and uh, this mission of healing through all generations. And then it says, he sat down and taught the people from the boat, and when he had ceased speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And so now what's happening is we can see that the Lord is permeating all aspects of Simon Peter's life. He's already entered into his home, now he's entered into his work, and then he's going to call him to a different type of work. And so we can see this is also the way in which the Lord needs to enter our own life. He needs to enter first where we live, our home, if you will. He needs to enter into our interior. He needs to dwell there truly by his grace, by his truth, by his love. And then also he needs to permeate every aspect of our life. It needs to flow out from there. He needs to permeate our work, what we do, to the point where we also have to allow the Lord, as he does with Simon Peter, to direct what we do. So the Lord changes what Simon Peter does, but he still uses Simon Peter's expertise in a certain sense. Simon Peter is a fisherman. He says, I'll make you fishers of, of men. And so the Lord takes us where we're at. He uses the experience that we have of life, but sometimes and often he wants to redirect it according to his purposes, and he wants to elevate it according to its goal. So he takes us from our lowly kind of motivations and the things that goals that we have in our life and he lifts and raises our goals and he raises our expectations even in terms of what we are capable of. So what the Lord does here with Simon Peter is he takes Simon Peter out into the place where he is the expert. Simon Peter is the expert. And then the Lord shows that even where his expertise fail, then with God's intervention, all of a sudden, it far exceeds even what the experts are able to do, right? So the fishermen catch nothing. These men who've spent their life on the sea, these men who've spent their life knowing these waters, they know where all the fish are, they know how to get them, they know the times to fish. And the Lord comes in and he tells them to go out at a time when you shouldn't fish. And it also then what happens is they're abundantly fruitful. And so the Lord is then also now showing them the power of his word. They've already witnessed it in the synagogue where we remember everyone was astonished at the power of the words of Jesus Christ. Now what he's going to show as well is that when we respond in faith to his word, there is an explosion of fruitfulness. And it's an abundance that we cannot even take into the boat, right? It requires assistance and help. And so what happens is, Saint, uh, Simon Peter says, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. At your word. Because he knows, he's already seen the power of the word of Jesus Christ. And so he has faith in this word. And now he begins to assimilate his life to the word of Jesus Christ. And there is this immediate explosion of grace uh, and of fruitfulness. And so what happens is then, 
as is common with any genuine encounter with uh, the, div the divinity of God, right? Whenever we have an experience of God uh, in a very true sense, what happens is we come to know His sanctity, but also we come to know our weakness. And so what happens is in this explosion of this kind of light that shines from Christ in a certain sense, showing and revealing who He is as He allows these moments of power to manifest His divinity, so also that then causes Simon Peter to reflect on his own interior. It's like a flash of light that shows Christ who he is, shows Peter who Christ is, and also shows Peter who he is. And so he has this revelation of his own interior, acknowledges who he is in terms of being a sinner, and he says, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He's unable to draw himself away from Christ. You can see in his statement there's a type of hope. He doesn't want to leave Jesus, but also he realizes he is unworthy of Christ. And so what the Lord then responds to is that this is why he has come. He wants this acknowledgement in human hearts and human souls. Those who will not acknowledge their sinfulness, as we will see as we move throughout Luke's gospel, they have no need for Jesus. But here is this man who kneels down at the feet of Jesus, depart from me for I am a sinful man, acknowledges who he is, and the Lord says to him, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. And so again, he communicates uh, this uh, love to Simon Peter because we know from Scripture as well is that what casts out fear is love. So do not be afraid because you are in the presence of love, right? And so as love is now present for you, let fear be cast out of your heart. This is the reason I have come. I have come for sinners. I have come for human weakness. I have come because of your insufficiency. All of these things, and I will now bring to your insufficiency my divinity. And that is the beautiful mystery of what is happening here now. And so we can see now as Christ enters into the life of Simon Peter, this will change human history. This will then be the formation of the uh, principle of his apostles, and then also the other apostles after him. And then through these apostles, he will transform the world according to his will and according to his grace. And so we pray for that grace to be able to receive Christ into our life, to also respond with real and true faith to his word, and also to love his presence as we see these crowds beginning now to love the presence of Jesus Christ. This is all available to us here at this mystery. We are able to participate in the word of God as we're doing now, receive it with faith, but also as we come to the moment of Holy Communion, we can also then press upon the presence of Christ with love and draw from him, uh, press out of him that love and that mercy which we so require in our lives. Amen.